Welcome to the Farm Bids Podcast. Farm Bids is proudly produced by the Nebraska Digital Agriculture Team and hosted by students at the University of Nebraska. The Farm Bids Podcast comes to you each week to discuss the trends, the realities, and the value of digital agriculture. Through interviews with experts, producers, and innovators from across the agriculture industry, we hope that you step away from each episode with new practical knowledge of digital agriculture technology. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Open for Business Farm Bits collaboration episode. I'm Kelsey Swantek. And I'm Katie Bathke, and we're so excited to have you with us today. This collaboration series aims to take the best of Open for Business and the best of Farm Bits podcast and combining it into a new informative mini series. On this episode, we get to hear from Peggy Meyer, co founder of Field Pocket, a harvest solution software that allows farmers to track, manage, link, and share their harvest paperwork with one simple tool. Peggy believes that the best way to be efficient and productive is by saving time, energy, and stress. This is exactly why she created Field Pocket. Let's go ahead and hop into our interview with Peggy. So originally, I'm from Moorhead, Minnesota. I came down to Nebraska to attend college at UNL. And there I played volleyball and I also got my bachelor's in psychology. From there... Well, actually, while I was there, I met my husband, Andy. He was discus and shot putter on the track team at the time. We then moved on to our lives of working and me continuing school. I got my master's in social work from the University of Nebraska at Omaha. And their life took us to Kearney, where I started practicing uh, in a mental health clinic. And then he was coaching at the time and also farming. And we decided that farming hundred miles from Kearney, it was easier to commute to coach for him, for our family than it was for us as a family to commute to farm. And so from there, we moved back to Superior, Nebraska where he is from and where the farm is. And from there, we've grown the farm and we've also grown our family to six kids. And we've had a wonderful transition here. I've kept, when we moved to Superior, I started my own mental health practice here. And that was, gosh, over 20 years ago. I'm still in the practice of that. It's called Positive Solutions. And on the, on the farm though, my role is mainly besides being the mom and being the housekeeper and all of those fun things of being a farmer's wife, I also take care of the bookkeeping. And so that was my, that's my main role. And I, you know, it, it's been trying to just accommodate all of the things that the kids are in and, and what life throws at me. Yes. Since you shared a little bit about what your role was, Can you now explain to us like what problem is Field Pocket trying to solve and what kind of inspired you to take that action? Yeah, well, so first let's, well, I probably should just tell you a little bit about Field Pocket and how that got started. Um, Just being like a mental, you know, it was like really what the question is like, how does a mental health provider with six kids and no tech background, I'm not a tech person at all, you know, develop this farm software. Well, it was basically to, to solve my own problem. Um, my problem was that we were growing in the farming business. So it's, it's, it's a major business now. It's not, it's not a hobby farm anymore. It's not just some side thing that we're doing. It's a full-time job with a lot of moving parts and a lot of income and expenses. So as the bookkeeper, I'm like, okay, how can I 
how can we can I, how can I help improve you know the income? How can I help improve the sustainability of our farm? Because we really want to pass it down to the next generation through our through our kids. And so, my husband had been asking me for years to, hey, can we get profit or actually basically income and expenses by field? So we have a number of different fields. I'm like, okay, well, let me think about it. Let me see if I have time to try to figure that out. So as I was doing that, and then I was like, okay, putting the two together, started tracking by expenses. You know, farming, you get paid once a year, right? So, you know, expenses are easy. They come all the time. So what I was doing is eh, expenses are easy. Now it's harvest season. So I was sitting at the kitchen table two years ago, just trying, okay, how do I figure out this income? So I have all of these scale tickets that come in from the, from the field, from we've taken the grain to the elevator. And then I have all these settlement sheets that we get paid from the elevator. Great. Has anybody tried to match those numbers up? How, 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 how do I take that information and take it income by field? I was kind of at a loss. So I was, you know, stacks of on the kitchen table, stacks of scale tickets, stacks of settlement sheets, just trying to match numbers because, okay, I know the, on the scale tickets, I know what field they came from, but the settlement sheet doesn't have that information. So here I am just matching numbers. And then of course, supper time comes. So you have to take all your papers and put them aside, <laughs> go get supper, put it all in, clean that up, go put it back up. I was even taking this stuff in the car on the way to games, but and I'm like, ah, oh, and I got an email from a guy, Jared Yellen, and I had been using some of his products, uh, done for you marketing products uh, for my, my mental health business. He's like, hey, I'm starting this new company. I'm gonna 10,000 tech companies in 10 years. I, we need ideas. Oh, that's great. You know, go back to my work. And then I'm like, wow, really? I wonder if there could be an easy way for a software to match all these numbers together. Because as I look out my kitchen window, I can see, you know, the cornfield and I can imagine my husband driving the tractor. Actually, he doesn't have to drive the tractor because it drives itself, you know? So he's dry, you know, the tractor drives itself down the field and back and, you know, that he's got, he can control pivots on his phone. He can, you know, all this technology that he has using on the farm, precision agent, everything. And I'm, matching numbers by hand. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> like, really, that is costing me a lot of time. So I dug out that email again, like, well, how do you submit an idea? And so I was frustrated enough one morning that I sat down on my computer and I just typed away. I just was like, da, 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 da. like all the things that I thought a software could do in, from harvest, just the harvest, looking at harvest to solve the problem and make it really easy to match the numbers and basically just push a button and it'll shoot out a report telling me exactly how many bushels and how much income came off of each field. That was two years ago. And last fall, 2021, I was using it. So here we are. And so basically the problem that I feel Field Pocket solves for me is a lot of time and also it helps me to actually increase our income by knowing that we got paid for everything. I think that's a huge thing that uh, definitely gets overlooked. I think everyone thinks they have everything down and under control just because that's what the scale is telling them. But 
there's there's not really a way to check that well now there is a way to check that but uh that's uh yeah that's really valuable i think so i think you kind of answered this but just to um pull it out specifically mm -hmm. what is field pockets core product offering what what do you sell as field pocket field pocket is a harvest solution software that basically um, organizes, manages, and tracks all of the harvest paperwork. So you've got your contracts, your scale tickets, and your settlements. It manages and links them all together through basically just taking a picture. So it just takes a picture. It simplifies the process. The documents are there. So no more, you know, spilled coffee on the stack of scale tickets. You, you know, if you get a picture right away from the elevator, then you have that. And it saves a ton of time and you can make more money off of it. Yeah. So for now, I guess what we're kind of wondering is where is Field Pocket today as a company? You kind of touched on this, but um, maybe if you could share a little bit more. Yeah. So really it's just starting up. So you would consider that as a startup company. And basically Field Pocket, you know, even though my idea started two years ago, the actual product I was using last fall, and now we have gained some users to be able to give um, feedback from. And so we're kind of we're in this transition stage of marketing towards this next harvest season. So really it's just in the beginning stages. That's really cool. Um, so are all of your customers so far located in Nebraska or have you expanded outside of the state yet? Actually, customers right now are in Nebraska, Kansas, and Colorado. Oh, awesome. So really, I have um, done some, I've attended some farm shows from some ag shows. I was at the Custom Harvesters um, convention down in Amarillo, Texas in January, and I attended, um, there was a ag show in York, and also women managing the farm conference and women in ag conference um, over the last, you know, in the first couple months of the year. And so was able to kind of connect with a, a variety of different people from different states and Colorado, Nebraska, I mean, Kansas and Nebraska mainly, but, you know, picked up some contacts in Colorado from the conference in Kearney and um, down in Amarillo, I have quite a few from, from around the U.S. that I'm contacting. Awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So is there any application for animal agriculture as well as agronomic? So for, for this one, this is mainly a grain um, management, paper management system. So any, any farm that is a commodity uh, selling grain, row crops, things like that, corn, uh, wheat, soybeans, uh, milo, those kind of commodities that are um, seen a lot here in Nebraska, those fit right in with this. I have had some conversations with those that are in more of the livestock and looking at ways to kind of do silage and forage management that might be down the road. From an entrepreneurial standpoint, what did your business plan look like from the start? And then what has changed about that plan from then to today? Well, I can't even remember exactly what the first one was because it makes additions as we go. But, you know, initially you, you put into play, hey, we have this um, SaaS, basically, basically a software as a service. Um, what does Field Pocket do? How, you know, who the target people are? And then you, and the business plan is, you know, you 
you gauge how many users you're going to have in a, in a period of time and how the marketing is. And really what's changed a lot of that is, as we know, farming is very seasonal. So there are certain times where farmers are really in the midst of harvest, which kind of was I thought, oh, yay, I want to be able to use this for harvest, but it wasn't necessarily the key thing for getting other farmers to jump on board just yet because they're in the middle of harvest and, you know, to change something is a little bit hard for a lot of people. Um, so we're, you know, just to changing the marketing strategy on, on when to target, who to target, the who to target has um, actually become a little bit harder than I thought to try to give, give those people, get those right people out. So we're not just looking for just farmers who are, you know, having commodity crops, grain farmers. We're, we're really looking for the person that does the books, somebody that does the accounting piece, somebody, and that might be the farmer themselves, the producer farmer, but it might be somebody like myself, the farmer's wife who has that role, but they could have an office assistant that does that, or they might have their accountant that does it. And in all of this learning, there's so many different ways people keep track of stuff or don't keep track of stuff. And as we know, we, we are, you know, just generally hard to change our habits and so it's just that it's just seeing the creating the value of how this could save somebody a lot of time, a lot of stress that they could be using on other, other parts. If they're saving a lot of time, they could be working elsewhere on the farm. They could be spending more time with their kids. Like I was spending zero. I mean, my kids were like, oh, you're working at the kitchen table again, you know, like don't bother mom, you know, or something that, you know, I'd be spending hours doing that. I could spend more time with my kids. You can, you know, have a little bit more time to relax in the evenings. It just, you know, harvest season is so chaotic and stressful anyways, with long hours and a ton of just papers everywhere and people going everywhere just trying to simplify the process. So as the business plan has changed over time, just because of the cycle and also gaining more knowledge. I think that time with family is very valuable. And just like you said, during harvest, there's even just an extra hour doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're putting 10, 12, 14 hour days in, in the field, that's that extra hour with kids. I know that was my favorite part of the night is when dad got to come home. Even if it was 11 o'clock, I would get to stay up and just say good night to dad. And that was the best five minutes of my day. Oh yeah. I know my kids are always like, well, when's dad coming home? Is he going to tuck us in? You know? And I'm like, well, I don't know what time he's coming home. You know, he wants to be here, but yeah. you know, the weather's coming in or, you know, a breakdown or two, or he's 20 miles out yet. Or, you know, so they, the kids just love that time and, and they grow up too fast. I know that my, my oldest is 26 now. So it's like, you know, where does time go? Yes. So you talked about such a targeted um, customer base. So my question for you is what were some of your checkpoints or requirements that you wanted this company to like really meet to kind of accomplish this goal you had in mind? So first off, the software needed to be very simple and easy to use. Yeah, it, I, I'm all about efficiency and organization. So it really had to be really simple to, to use. So you just take a picture, take a picture of the document. Anybody can do that on a phone. Um, I know elevators can upload some of that data um, into your account for you, which is fine. You can just download it and upload it into FieldPocket. But so it had to be really simple and easy to use. 
And then it needed to work. It needs to work for people. It needs to like meet their needs and send out the reports. So like, so any of the information that's on any of the documents can be filtered out. So this, the, the scale tickets, I have, we have numerous fields. I can, I can sort them by fields. So I know exactly what comes off of that field. So it was really important to have reporting features that could kind of meet the needs of about anybody. We have, you know, we cash rent, we share crop, you know, for all of those landowners, I can just filter out their information and send them, hey, this is where your grain went, you know, and here's how many bushels that are taken off that field. So they know how many bushels to expect. And so some of those things, as far as targets and checkpoints, um, met the needs for the software, but also as far as like uh, marketing strategies and getting the users on, we're still, you know, working at, okay, hey, you know, we've got a handful of them right now. You know, the goal is, you know, X number of users this um, wheat harvest season, getting more feedback, changing up some things if we need to, you know, promoting again for the, 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 fall, the fall season, basically. You know, custom harvesters, I've talked to them, you know, as far as the time, you know, they, they go and then when they get done, they, they have to spend time at night sorting through everything because the next day is going to be just as busy. So they have, you know, 20, 30, 50,000 acres that they, you know, harvest in, in their season. That's a lot of papers to keep track of. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, can you talk to me about how how it actually works kind of specifically. So is it, do I need to upload this as a PDF? Do I take a picture with my phone? Do I have to fill in the information by hand? How does that all work? So originally just starts, you just create an account and you're ready to go. That, that's how simple. And then you just take a picture. So you, with your phone, if you're in the app, it'll have like, take a picture and you can just take a picture and it won't go on your camera roll. Or if you want to put it on your camera roll, you can, and then just upload them all. You can have a PDF on your um, computer and that you can upload it that way. So once they're uploaded, it really is kind of a done for you system. I don't like to manually enter in information. So we have data operators um, in our company that transcribes all that data for you. So whatever's on the scale tickets, the settlement sheets, all of that is, they enter that data for you. You just have to make sure it's accurate. So you just check to make sure that those things are accurate, which, you know, they are. And as soon as we can get technology, you know, to read these various elevator scale tickets and settlement sheets, we'll have the computer do it, but it needs to be accurate. So we'll do it this way first. And then once they're all entered in, whether when you have your contracts in, you can, when you have contracts in and then your scale tickets are coming in, then you have contract monitoring. So you'll have a bar with a progress bar on where you're at with your contracts. So this is one way to kind of help with profit and for income is to watching how you're, how you're filling your contracts. Unlike this year, this past year, like a lot of years harvest, the price you get at harvest is a lot less than what somebody could contract throughout the year, except for this year. But 
when, so if you're looking at like how to increase your profit, if you're wanting to know where you're at with your contracts, you can make a decision. Hey, do I need to sell it over the scale? Do I need to, you know, put it, maybe if I have storage on farm, do I need to put the excess in a bin so I can sell it at a better price? So those are kind of things. And also, you know, you can see when you are, have exceeded your contracts to kind of kind of remind yourself, okay, this has been delivered to the elevator. I do have to check this so I don't get charged storage fees. So that's where it's at, right? You know, for that part. And then the scale tickets, I said before, we can kind of um, filter all the information there. Once the settlement sheets are in, it links them all together. And then the reports come out just like, hey, what do you want to see? You know, this contract is meshed with these scale tickets that is on this settlement sheet. And then you can go, okay, it's by field. So this field made this many bushels, this many, this much dollars came off of it. My mind is actually blown. I feel like this is just too simple. Like this, just <laughs> you're saying all these things that I'm like, that's not, there's no way this can all be possible with one like simple app. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. a wow. very unique idea. Yeah. And I mean, people get you, you know, people get on it and use it. I'm like, I found, you know, you talked about, you know, how I can, you know, increase income. Well, just this last season is like, okay, we, we took one field to a certain elevator because it was the closest. Right. So we said, okay, send us the check for it. We get the check as, you know, doing all the calculations in the field pocket. I'm like, we're missing getting paid for 4,000 bushels. That's a chunk of change. Yeah. That is a chunk of change. <laughs> you know that's four loads yeah like, just just imagine if I just like was missing one load somewhere but this was four loads and so we called and then they're like oh yeah yeah it's here you know it's like okay well why didn't you send it with the other ones but I also remember a time years ago before even this was even a thought you know we've gotten a call from in the elevator and like hey you haven't cashed this check and I'm like well when did you send the check it was literally over a year prior to them calling. So yes. you know that they had been audited and they're like, this hasn't gone through and call them like, well, obviously I don't have it because no. every other check that you sent, I deposit. So can you please send it to me? And so, you know, that was over 20,000 too. And it's like, I didn't even know I was missing that. And like, how can I not know that I was missing 20 grand? You know, wow. <laughs> I just won the lottery, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so with this, the field, you know, just like I said, it, it just helped me find 4,000 bushels. We didn't get, you know, paid for. And right now we're still in the mist because we're still getting um, grain out of the bin. So we're still, you know, wrapping up some of that. And who knows one missing load. That's enough. A few missing loads. That's a, that's a big chunk of change. Yeah. Wow. Does it yeah. integrate with other software at all? So right now it doesn't, but in your reports, you can, it downloads on a CSV file. So basically an Excel spreadsheet. And so you can integrate it in, into something from there. The idea, yes, is to integrate and have integrations from other software in the future. That's really neat. Yes, yeah, so our next question for you are what are some of the advantages and benefits that Field Pocket offers? So 
from what I've you know said before, this time savings, the efficiency, increasing profit. But I think for me that like the real benefits come from knowing that all of our hard work, yeah. I'm getting paid for it. Yes, absolutely. And I'm not as stressed anymore. <laughs> Harvest doesn't stress me out with the paperwork. I mean, I don't have to go hunt down scale tickets in how many different trucks and like, where did it go? And my husband going, Hey, well, this field should have made more than that. Well, where's the scale tickets? We're missing some then, you know, so all of that tracking of where all that paper goes, you know, the door opens, it flies out. I've even had, I've even had them take pictures of the scale ticket and I never got the physical copy until like weeks later, like, where did it go? <laughs> so even then, you know, and it's so simple because anybody can snap a picture, but the time with the kids and being less stressed is also the big kicker, you know, for that harvest season is harvest is chaotic and stressful enough. Like time goes by fast. And right now too, like at the beginning of the year, I know a lot of farmers, including us, you know, we defer payments. So you get a big, you get a big paycheck right at the beginning of the year. I remember getting one that I was like a stack of like 50 pages of settlements. And I'm like, no way am I going through this. I am just going to trust that the elevator gave me everything. Cause I don't think that's, you know, worth my time, but it is for a load or two or three or four. Yeah. It's just that it never does happen. So I, I don't know if there's any other farmers like my husband, he's like, I'm the production guy, you know, I put it in the field, I harvest it, I take it to the elevator, I get a check, I'm done, it's good. <laughs> my brother tried to start a system for my dad and my my dad, my uncle and my grandpa all from together. And he went to Walmart and bought those like 98 cent pencil pouches and he said, yeah. All I want is when you go to the elevator, you shove your receipt in here. And he got in, he got into the tractor a week later and there was like receipts everywhere and they'd been using them as napkins. And it's like, how hard is it to put it in a pencil pouch? Like, I know I've heard farmers all over the board, you know, that, you know, stick it in an envelope. I've had, you know, people talk about like, well, I've talked to a custom harvester that makes his truckers like enter all the information into a Google doc on their phone before they, you know, leave the elevator. Um, but a lot of that mean, and I'm like, I don't know about you, but my fingers are kind of big and some of those farmer fingers are kind of big. And I don't, I mean, you still, you can have them enter that in, but you still go through and check everything. I mean, that fat fingers can, you know, throw some things off yeah. really easily. So, you know, just the simplicity of it. And how freeing is that to say like harvest is less stressful? We can't say not stressful, but harvest yeah. is less stressful now. How, how, I can't even imagine. I'm going to have to call my dad and get him on this. <laughs> yeah, do, do you even think that's possible? Is it possible to have a less stressful harvest? Well, for the person that's taking care of the paperwork, I got it. I got you. <laughs> what goals do you have for Field Pocket in the upcoming years? 
So really important just to, you know, continue growth as far as users, because I want to, I want this product not only to be something that solves my problem, but I want it to solve a lot of people's problems. And so, and they're, and they may have problems that I don't even know, or they might have, you know, everybody has great ideas and how I want, I want to like harness those ideas and see how we can make this better, this, this software better for a number of users. And so one is growth, like exponential growth of users. And then the feedback with that and the integration, um, the, the person that had given a, the question before is it, does it integrate with other softwares? I would love, I have so many ideas for integrating with different things or collaborating with other softwares that uh, this whole jargon of tech, tech world, you know, APIs and all these things that I have had to learn a little bit of um, get thrown out there and, and seeing how, how we can all work together. But this field pocket is more for the farmer use because there's there's stuff out there that elevators can you know say hey well we've got this you know we've got your account we've we're run on this software you guys can have all your access to information it's great but i don't know too many farmers that only take their grain to one elevator right now we've i probably have five different elevators that um, are locations that we have taken grain to and so this allows, you know, one aspect is, is to allowing all of that information from the various elevators to come together for the farmer in one place. I love that you recognize though, as a company that just because this is what works for you, that's not necessarily how this works well for everyone else and that you're willing to integrate everyone else's ideas into, into your app and into your um, world, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, hey, this, this works for me, but I'm ready to pivot to see, you know, what works best for more people. And it's not that we're going to integrate all of everybody's wonderful and great ideas, but when, if there's enough, if there's enough interest or enough drive for one, and it makes a lot of sense and it's, you know, we'll do that. So I love that you kind of talked about this and you have like, you could tell like interviewing you that you have such like a passion about it. And I think that's really awesome. And so I guess my next question to you is kind of more about like when you were developing it. And so do you believe that you faced any setbacks as a woman in the agriculture field, especially in this kind of digital agriculture realm? And I say, I would say yes and no. No, meaning that I never really, you know, I had this idea and I was working with somebody and they had a company that could develop it. And, and so really it, I wasn't, I was kind of like this. I, I was really kind of tunnel visioned a little bit like, Hey, I, I have this idea and somebody thinks it's a great idea. And I know it's a great idea because it could solve my problem. Right. And so knowing the fact that I don't, that didn't really cross my mind, but yes. in as I was developing and as I'm marketing it, as I'm trying to talk with people about it, it's getting the voice that, yes, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, you, you go to some ag shows and yeah, granted there, the majority there can be males and a majority of them are looking, you know, for, you know, ways, technology and ways to improve their production the precision and all of that wonderful things, but that might not be the right person to talk to. Mm -hmm. And so 
one, getting people to know like, yes, I, yeah, this is my, a real problem for me. And I understand the problem inside and out. And yeah, I kind of know what I'm talking about here, but getting that stepping over that threshold that saying, okay, I can help you. And that they're willing to like, okay, maybe I can listen to her. She, maybe she knows what she's talking about. Maybe this could help me. Yeah. And so yes and no in that aspect. Um, but I think that is in any, you know, kind of field or occupation. We've talked about this um, on this Open for Business Farm. It's collaboration before is that as a woman in agriculture, it seems like, I don't know if I should say most of the time, but a lot of the time I'll go somewhere, whether it's a conference or it's a ag show or it's just to the co-op. And I look around and I am one of maybe the only one or one of three women in the room. Yeah. My first presentation to a group of farmers was me, only females, me and two of the office assistants of the person that I was um, there that invited me to come. The rest, 30 to 50 people, males. Oh my goodness. And so it was like, <sighs> this, hey, surprise, instead of agronomy, we're going to talk about <laughs> paperwork and accounting. <laughs> like, and, but the little room, you know, as I was going and, and giving kind of my talk and stuff, that's where I kind of heard the mumblings of like, man, yeah, that's, that's true. That those are the pain points. Yeah. I have that problem, you know? Oh, that's like a good idea, you know? And so kind of how do you step across that? And, and how do you, you know, how do you, as women have the confidence to step into a room like that and not get intimidated? Right. Yes. I love that you are mentioning this and talking about this and really just like bringing up a solution to this problem in, in agriculture, especially since you're the one who's experiencing it. I think that's really awesome. Do you have any sort of like advice for having that set of confidence or any, anything you'd like to share with maybe the viewers who are watching? Yeah. I, you know, one, everybody has ideas, you know, so I don't know how many people I mean, I've, I've done this a number of different times. It's like, oh, I thought of something. It's like, oh, that would be kind of cool to like, you know, do or have, or, you know, if we did this a little differently, then this would work a little bit better and then just blow it off. You know, and just like, eh, you know, oh, somebody's probably already thought of that, you know, and you don't see it anywhere until like maybe years later and go like, oh, I thought of something like that. And you're like years back. Like, but I didn't do anything about it. We all have ideas. It's the difference of like, how do you believe in yourself and trust yourself that you have all the knowledge and wisdom inside you? You might not have the who. You might not know who you could go to that could help you. But you, but there's people around. And when trying to find the who, you have to weed out the knots. <laughs> those naysayers that'll always just like cut you down. I'm like, that's a terrible idea. Like who would even want something like that? Oh, you couldn't do that. I mean, there's plenty of those people, but in yourself, you have to listen to yourself. Like, do you really think that this is something worthy? And for me, it was like, well, this problem's not going to go away. If something doesn't get done about it, I have to find a different way to do it. If I don't want to be stressed, if I don't want to take a ton of time and all of this stuff and want to know exactly if we got paid, but everybody has those ideas. So just listen to yourself 
you know, trust that you have all the knowledge in it. You might not have the who, but you can seek them out, but weed them out too. weed out the people that are going to naysay. I love that. That's yeah. That's all really great words of wisdom. Uh, but Peggy, what are you most excited about moving forward with field pocket? I'm so excited about getting more users this next harvest and just getting their feedback and just seeing their experience because I know it can save them a ton of time. And I know they can find things out that they wouldn't have earlier or wouldn't have at all. You know, so just looking at the exponential growth potential of this, I'm just so excited of working with people and connecting with people, just learning how their operation works you know, what they do, I, I can, I can always learn from somebody else. So I definitely don't know a whole lot. I'm, I'm looking for people. I, I really am looking for people to like help me with processing. If I take, you know, grain to the, to the bin on our farm, like, how do I keep track of that? You know, I have my little ways, but I don't think it's very efficient. And then once we take it to the elevator, then, you know, how do I reconcile that? You know, I'm, I'm doing that right now, but I'm like, I don't know if this is the best, easiest way. Yeah. So I'm always wanting to, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward basically to just speaking with people that are using it and getting their ideas and, and learning, you know, better ways to help my operation as well. Uh, if someone wants to develop a product, how do they find that who that you're talking about? So there's different ways. The company that I work through um, has changed names a couple of times, but the people and everybody is the same. They're just growing. Um, Project 10X, um, 10X Incubator. You can tech, um, check out um, 10X um, Tech Tank as well. You can kind of Google those. You'll find those. Otherwise, shoot me like an email or find me and I will give you that information. Where can our listeners go to learn more if they're interested or if more questions arise? Okay. So you can go to www.fieldpocket.com and that's the website you can go to. There's some more information on that. Or if you want to go ahead and get started on a free trial, you can sign up for that. Um, you can email me at peggy at fieldpocket.com. You can look me up on um, social media. Um, we do have a tradition on the FarmBits podcast. We like to ask for advice or words of wisdom for um, really any agriculturalists or entrepreneurs like yourself, um, especially our female entrepreneurs in the audience um, that don't know where or how to start. What advice do you have for them? So one is to kind of really get clear, like if you have an idea, really kind of get clear on what it is, you know, the problem that you're solving, you know, how kind of put together kind of a plan in your head about how it would work and then go seek out resources. You know, the economic development, um, at a committees or economic development councils and stuff in, in the various towns are good resources. They can connect you with, um, various, people in that can be targeted towards what you're looking for or what your your idea is aiming towards there's a lot of resources there at the UNL extension to go to um, just searching out people that and saying hey how do you what do you think about this idea and go to those that are ones that are supportive of you not always, you know, saying, oh, that's not going to work or, you know, finding all the negatives in it, go and just ask for their honest opinion and, and then ask for some feedback. 
you know, what else do you think that would, it would do? So basically getting really clear and then go searching for resources that can help you decide which avenue you want to go with that. And I've done a lot of that. I've used a lot of the extensions, um, resources when I was just kind of pulling through, looked at our economic development, um, in the rural areas as well. Um, just for any kind of small business knowledge sense, um, for marketing or any aspect of the business. So, but you got to start, you just have to take that action. You can have all the thoughts you want, but if you don't take action, it's not going to come to fruition. We'd like to extend a sincere thank you to Peggy Meyer from Field Pocket for taking the time to join us today. It's so inspiring to hear another story of a Nebraska woman in ag seeing a need and taking it upon herself to fulfill it. My favorite part was just that, hearing Peggy talk about combining her needs with her passions and creating such a useful product from it. I'd agree. That was great, but my favorite part had to be her advice for taking an idea and having the courage to create a to create a startup business. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. This episode marks the end of the spring season, but we'll be back on June 2nd to hear from the Nebraska On-Farm Research Network and learn about some of the digital ag research going on right now in Extension. We'll see you on June 2nd for a new season of Farm Bits. Thank you for taking the time to join us today on the Farm Bits podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts to be informed about the latest content each week. We welcome your feedback. So if you have comments or questions for us, please reach out to us over email, on Twitter, or in the reviews section of your favorite podcast platform. Our contact information can be found in the show notes. We would like to thank Nebraska Extension for their support of this podcast and their commitment to providing high quality informational material to members of the agricultural community in Nebraska and beyond. The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests on this podcast are solely their own and do not reflect the views of Nebraska Extension or the University of Nebraska Lincoln. We look forward to you joining us next week for another episode of Farm Bits.